This week's episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by the Log Ladies Psychic Hotline. My log tells me that there's something missing in your sex life. Oh my. May I suggest replacing it with something plastic you keep under the bed? Hey! Log Ladies. Yeah, hey. I'll be here all week. Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I'm Kristen Kist. And we are the co-authors of a science fiction comedy book series called... Prison Dad! Insert sparkly sound effects. Yes, kaboom! Uh, <laughs> PrisonDad.com, you can check out all sorts of things and stuff. We have yep. five books. We are almost done with our sixth book. Yep, we gotta yep. start the editing process. Good stuff, good stuff. But this week, we're here to talk to you about Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks! Now, do, 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 I first want... Is that... Is that how you, Yeah? Okay. Yeah. I, guess <laughs> I first watched Twin Peaks, I think, in 2004. So I was, like, a little later to the game than, than most people were. My dad was, like, obsessed with it, so I watched episodes, like, here and there. But then I got really into Laura Palmer, and I read, like, The Diary of Laura Palmer. Yeah. And then I saw Firewalk with me, like... 500 times when oh, I was yeah. younger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was super obsessed with it. But yeah, it's a it was a weird, trippy show back then, and uh, uh-huh. it's a weird, trippy show now. So I watched it with my good friend Jen Cheddar when we lived in Bloomsburg. We uh, That was one of the first times I remember actually like sitting down and like, binging a show I never watched before. Like yeah. We would watch like like several episodes of that, episodes of that and... um. Carnival at the same time we like mm-hmm. mix them intermix them like back and forth. Yeah. I would think that was around the time that Carnival season two was on was actually on TV. There was a point where we actually like caught up to it. Right. But both shows were great. And yeah. actually both shows had the same um oh I don't know his Small name. Small gentleman. I know his name is yes. Samson. When Samson. In uh yeah. In Twin Peaks. In yeah. Twin Peaks. But he was he was He's on both shows. He's a pretty shows. cool little guy. So let's break down everything. So let's start with episodes um, one to two. So there's gonna be spoilers, and the other thing is we're cursing. Yeah, we might we might say some naughty words. We're not bleeping anything out this week. Yeah, some. some we're gonna blue, let it fly. Some blue language like blue roses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, all right, so it starts off. You know, we 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 see Cooper in the Black Lodge still talking to the giant. Yeah. You know, the Black Lodge. For those of you who don't remember, is that. Kind of cool, spacey-looking room with the zigzaggy floor and the groovy red curtains. Yeah, I'm assuming that you know there's major spoilers here, so I'm assuming that you have seen the episodes, the show, or okay. you don't want to watch it. We're gonna just assume that they they did. That's fine. I think so. Right? That's fine. Okay, cool. I just I didn't know what you were talking about when you said the Black Lodge. It's like a big part of the so. show. Yeah. Okay. I knew what the room looked like. I just didn't realize <laughs> the that's name. what it was called. It's yeah. also that great Anthrax song, Black Lodge. Oh, okay. Yeah. No? Yeah. Um, all right. And then, um, you know, it, then we cut to this weird outdoor delivery scene yeah. where someone's getting shovels delivered to them. But it's like it's like shown like a surveillance from far away, so the, you can't really hear what they're saying. Right, you just see a man on. getting... Shovels. You can't even really tell who it is. Yeah, it's like someone spying on somebody. Right. It's like real weird and creepy. But as you look a little closer, you'll realize that it is Dr. Jacoby, who was always doing weird stuff in the 90s version, in the 90s uh, seasons. Yeah. So he was so always doing something crazy. He was doing something some even cool weirder. He sunglasses here. in this mm-hmm. new, new one. 
Right, right. So that was a very interesting, like, kind of like short scene. There's a lot of like those like short scenes where you're like, "What the hell just happened?" Yeah, and like you you have to wait around to sort of see how it ties into something else. It's like, I mean, that's typical of Twin Peaks, though. Like, you know, they throw you. That's kind of typical Lynch. Like, what is that's going David on? That's David Lynch. That's his yeah. style. All right, so then we fast forward to uh, N- New York City. Yeah, this was like probably. Like, this is some of the creepiest things that I've ever seen in Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. World, like, it's this weird place, like a warehouse place with this guy you've never seen before. And he's sort of sitting there looking at this glass box that has all these video cameras trained on it. And it seems like his job is just to sit there and, like, capture the video recordings and, like, watch the box. And he is so into it, too. He doesn't have his phone out. He's He's just sitting there chilling, like... Watching away. Yeah, but we don't know why or, like, what he's expecting to see or... It's just... It's very creepy, but it's got this very sort of, like, creepy, ominous feeling about it where you just... I kept thinking Bob was going to be in the box. I love that white noise. We see so much of that in the earlier episodes. There's less of it as as we get to episode five, but that Lynch, you know, just, like, that white noise in the background, that high level of static, that... There's something creepy going on, but you yeah, don't know like what it is. Something really bad. So though. a girl shows up with a coffee delivery. Yeah, that he knows. She's like trying to let him, uh, like get him to let her in the room. But there's a guard there, and he's like, "No, nobody else is allowed in the room." So she sort of says, "Oh well, you know, you can keep the coffees, and I'll come back again tomorrow night with coffee." And, right. You know, so you kind of get that they have sort of a relationship. So he's not a total weirdo. No. Like, he still has contact with the outside world, but right. it's very weird. Like, what is he doing in this room, and why is he there? And the box is just very scary. It's very ominous and eerie and just, yeah, like, creepy. And sometimes the guard tells him things, and he has to get up. Or we don't know if it's a guard. It could be someone else somewhere. He has to get up and move to a different position and continue to watch the box. Yeah. So that's so that's weird. That's weird. So then we 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 flash and uh, to Twin Peaks finally. Yeah. And, and we see the Great Northern Hotel. We get some moments of levity here. Yeah. These are some fun fun characters. So the the owner of the Great Northern is you know they're they're making some jokes about banging uh the secretary banging who's the played secretary. by Ashley Judd. Yes, who looks exactly. Lovely. She always looks lovely. She does. Mm-hmm. And um, you know the other week some like Aretha Franklin references, right? With and his cuckoo bananas brother comes in, talking about some crazy weed infused like banana loaf that he made with some weed infused jam, and he lets his brother know that like even though he thinks it's sketchy, like the the weed business that he's running is bringing in a ton of money, more money in the him. hotel, yeah. And then the brother ends the scene by saying, like, isn't that mom's hat? So it was just fun. It was funny. Like, it was a funny moment between two brothers being goofy, and one of them is a total stoner, and the other one's trying to be, like, it's a cool str- to uh, introduce, like, that's the first time we fan. see Twin Peaks again, that we see the Great right. Northern, yeah. which is such a, you know, a classic, you know, thing from, from the from the series, you know, the, the right. hotel, the And I think the, the you needed that little everything. moment of levity, too. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So then we go over to um, the sheriff's office. Mm-hmm. We're introduced. We see Lucy. Mm-hmm. That's great. You know, Lucy's back. She yep. looks good. Yeah, she, she does. She aged very well. She did. Probably was the best out of anybody. Well, Kyle McLaughlin aged really well, yeah, too. Yeah, Kyle McLaughlin looks pretty good, too. Um, we learn that Sheriff Truman is sick. That's the main thing we learned from this scene. Mm-hmm. That, um, that there are two Sheriff Trumans now, and one is fishing and one is sick. Right. 
So it's not really spelled out to us in this scene that, that Harry is the one that's sick and Frank is is the, the new sheriff. Right. But um it was just, you know and once again, like, you know, that's a, we see a you know familiar face, move on. So we see this like driving uh through the woods at night kind of feel. We don't know where we are. Right. But it, it felt a lot to me like Mulholland Drive, like the opening where mm-hmm. there was like... And there's like some creepy music. Yeah, exactly. On. Creepy music, just the headlights, a shot. Yeah, you, know, you don't know. You get the feel of somebody driving like an expensive car through, you know, kind of like maybe a, a like a lower income kind of area or something like that. Yeah. That feeling. And so it's it's evil Agent Cooper. Ooh, dun, evil dun, Agent dun, Cooper! Dun. Because he has long hair and wears a leather jacket. Yeah, yeah. He's like the dark half. He's up to no good. He punches a guy out. He's wearing a lot of self-tanner. Yes, he is. And I think, if you watch it, I think he has like those kind of contacts on his eyes that make them like all black. Because when you see like regular Dale Cooper, he has like some different coloring to his eyes. Like they're still like a dark brown. Doppelganger. But, but like, yeah, the evil, evil... Cooper has like black eyes. Yeah. Like the devil. <laughs> but not like those corny guys in bands that have like all black eyes, you know? It's just right. like the people. So we see him kind of like come in and, and there's a lot of like, you can feel that he's like a dangerous presence because there's a lot of silence in the room when he's, when he like, he doesn't need to speak anything. People are kind yeah. of like afraid of him, you know? They, he's definitely a nerving presence, mm, not a friendly. Not a friendly gent. Yeah, he leaves the uh, he leaves the house with two people, a guy and a and a pretty young girl. Yeah, yeah, and there's definitely like a like a sort of a supernatural element to him. Yeah, people are definitely definitely afraid. Then we go back to New York City again, and the guard is gone, and the girl shows up with the coffee delivery again. Of course she does, and yeah. she is persistent, if nothing else. Oh, yeah. Because this time, she gets to go into this creepy room. Right, so he explains that he's a student now, mm-hmm. and that this was a job he took, and that he's never seen anything in the box, but the guy before him saw something. And wouldn't tell him what it was. Right, so that's, like, unsolved mystery number one. Mm-hmm. What did the other guy see? Right, you know. So let's let's and keep you know, that in mind. Like it's a it's a possibility that he's going to see something now, right? Which you kind of feel like it is because it's like this ominous feeling, right? So they're um, they're uh, she she uh, she takes her clothes off, and uh, you know they start uh, having a fun time, yeah, going at it. You know, bending her over and showing her the fifty states. That's not a thing. It is now. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis. And all of a sudden he sees something in the box. Yeah. Ah! Weird, creepy, alien-like type form without a face. It's really. nothing we've ever seen on Twin Peaks yeah, before. Yeah, it's really effing scary. Right. And it's like in the darkness. Yeah. And so he like stops in the middle of the flagrante delecto, pushes his girl aside, and she looks like and she sees that. it too. Yeah. And then, well... Slashy smashy? Yeah. Smashy slashy? Some, some things Ashy, happen slashy. that are very, very much fun for the young couple. Yeah, it so them, uh, they really bite it there. Yeah. Lots of blood. Yep. So that was, um... That was crazy. That's the last time you see their faces. Ha <laughs> ha So uh, a couple other things that he says here is, you know, he said it belongs to, like, a, a billionaire. 
Right. That that set the that set this like whole thing up. So right. that was interesting. Like what billionaire is is watching the Yeah, and like how where's the box pulling from? Well, right? Because we don't well, we don't know what that thing was. Yeah, we know. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So you're right. like where is it pulling these things from and why? And who or what was that thing that came through and slashed yeah, them? What was that thing? And then where did it go? Yeah, where did it go? It didn't go back in the there, box. Because later the NYPD comes to investigate and nothing's left no. behind except for two uh, smashed in faced individuals. Yeah, with no brains. No brains. We'll get to the no brains later on episode three, I think. But moving on here. So we're South Dakota now we go to. So once again, um, you know, a complaint I've heard about a couple other people. Uh, including uh, Casey, and I, I made the observation too, is that there's not a whole lot of time spent in Twin Peaks in the first two episodes. Yeah, there's not. You know. It's a lot of other Where the other are... the other series, it was pretty much grounded in Twin Peaks. This is like a broader mystery, though. Exactly. And it definitely is way more supernatural right away than I think Twin Peaks always was. Because Twin Peaks was mostly like, supposed to be like a murder mystery but then ended up having this whole other element to it yes whereas now like the cat's out of the bag so we're more exploring like the supernatural element to the mystery you're right yeah so it's not entirely tied to just twin peaks so we have a, a complainant in um in um south dakota right this is south dakota right Yes, where uh, there was somebody's missing. Yes. Yes, I got confused there for a second. Sorry there's about a la- that. It's a lady in an apartment. Yeah, there's an odd smell coming from an apartment, and there's a lady uh, who definitely has uh, Alzheimer's. I would say She's or like something. Really clueless. She. Um, but she has a cute little doggy. No oh, dogs. And she has the key. Yeah. So after a large run around, they get into the apartment. They find a head of a woman with a bullet hole in the eye mm-hmm. and a different body. Like a dude's body. Yeah, like a dude's body under the covers. Yeah. It's like rolled on its side with like a little paunchy tummy. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Totally weird. So now it's like definitely a murder, but it's two murders. Yeah, it's two murders. They don't know who the guy is. They know the woman, you know, they're pretty quick to identify her as the owner of the apartment, but where's her body? Right. And where's the dude's head? Yeah. And who is he? Yeah. Exactly. What do they have to do with each other, if anything? You know. Now back to Twin Peaks and see some more familiar faces. We see the log lady calling Hawk. Log lady! So she calls Hawk and says that her log knows something about Cooper. That something is missing and Hawk has to find it. Yeah, he's the only one that can and he has to use his heritage. Right, the way you find it has something to do with your heritage. Now, there was a segment in the 90s series where Coop says to Hawk, if I'm ever lost... I hope you're the man they send to find me. So. So interesting. There's some foreshadowing. Right. Back then. Because Coop is lost. Oh, he's lost. And he gets even more lost as we continue yeah. here. Back in South Dakota again. Um, Matthew Lillard. Who, has anyone seen that guy since Scream? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he in that weird movie where, where like George Clooney lived in Hawaii and his wife was cheating on him with Matthew Lillard? I never saw it, but I remember the commercials. You said George Clooney, and then my mind like went somewhere else. Yeah, I, it was some Clooney-tastic movie that he was like up for an Oscar for. I just wanted to yell something about bat nipples. Clooney! I don't know. Matthew Lillard, uh, you know, he's kind of a creepy dude. He's very intense. Right. 
Right. So uh, yeah. So they they find Matthew Lillard. Lillard is the print the print match to stuff around the apartment. Where the and they head go. Was off. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Where the lady's head was chopped off, and they go to get him. And he kind of like puts up a fight. He's like, I didn't do this. What are you talking about? Right. And they uh, they cart him off. We go back to Twin Peaks again, and we see uh, Andy. And, you know, we just know Andy and Lucy are so cute. Yeah, they're so funny. So it's cool, like, seeing Andy. Okay. still has, like, the crazy hair and stuff. Yeah, he does. Um, and they mention, um, they're talking about Asian Cooper. Because they're talking about what Hawk said about what the log that he told them. And it's the first time we get the name Wally Brando mentioned. We'll get back to that later. But they said that Wally is so young that he's never met Agent Cooper. Oh, yeah. Which, I gotta think Michael Sarah's like, 30 by now. Yeah, he probably is. You could look that up. But I guess he's supposed to be, it's supposed to be 25 years later, so... Yeah, I guess right. he's supposed to be 25. Which he still has a baby face, so he could probably pass for 25. Oh, he totally did. Anyway, um, then they, they really bounce around a lot in the pilot here. So in South Dakota... They found a thumb in Matthew, Matthew Lowe's trunk, right? That was a thumb? I think so. It was, it was a like pinger. a piece of flesh. Yeah, it's definitely I couldn't flesh. exactly see what it was, but it was like a bloody piece of flesh. Yeah, Lillard's still saying he doesn't do it. And then there's a guy in the jail cell next yeah, to him. that was really scary. Who was in, like, black blackface paint? or, like, It was, like, charcoal? black paint. It wasn't like he was trying to be an African-American and being racially, you know. But it was like he was painted, like, black and then he like disappeared like he was some kind of ghost or like creepy supernatural presence but it was really unnerving yeah because there's no reason like why he would be there and they never explain him or talk about him again yeah it's just he just kind of floated away and then it's just like his face was there for a little bit yeah and then even that that went away so that was truly bizarre i thought it was some kind of like homage to bob in some way maybe yeah but it, it, it had, like, wild, crazy eyes, but it didn't look like Bob. But it looked like somebody that could know him, maybe. But then, so then Lillard's wife comes to see him. And he gets, like, super angry and, you know, gets all crazy. Yeah, she's like, I knew about the affair you're, you were having. I've known about it for years. Yeah, and she's like, I don't care. Like, you're going to jail for the rest of your life. Even if you didn't do it, I don't care. Yeah. And he's like, well, you were cheating on me, too. But guess what? Uh, you're the one in jail, bro. And your fingerprints are all over this yeah. chick's house. You're all over this Which, murder scene, bro. You know, honestly, like, she might have set him up. I'm just saying. If anybody's seen Presumed Innocent, you know, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen that movie, but it's pretty damn old. It's from the 80s. But, um... You know, maybe she put his fingerprints all over there because she said she knew that they were having an affair, and he swore that he wasn't at that apartment. Yeah, but she goes back to her house, and there's Bizarro Cooper waiting for her. Yeah, yes. And he says, "This, this is, is George's gun, leather jacket." And we don't know who George is. No, I don't, I don't know who George is. I even checked IMDb to but see who's in the. George's. His gun is used to quickly dispatch Matthew Lillard's wife. So well, the wife is dead. Yeah, but then it's like, okay, did but she doesn't seem. Shocked that, that he's he was in there. The house, yeah. So, like, yeah. did she know him? Did they set Matthew Lillard up? You know, like what? What was going on there? But the we way she know. was shot right through the eye—that's the way the body was shot in yes. the apartment. Yes. But was the body actually shot there? Because there wasn't that much blood. No, there wasn't any blood on the sheets. Yeah. So that was Probably a biz- not. super bizarre murder. But, but it seems like it's so. It seems like it was the same gun used. Definitely the executed in the same way. Women. Who were both attached to Matthew Lillard. So what did he do to screw over Bob and or Bad Cooper? Maybe or George is who bo- whose body that was. Mm, maybe. Huh. 
But I thought, but I thought they were saying later that the body without the head belonged to Dougie. But we saw Dougie's body. Well, the, but Dougie's head got smashed off in the lodge or wherever that place is. But I thought when they he said, deflated, yeah, when he deflated. But I thought they were saying that that was it was Dougie's body because it had something on him. Oh, it, the ring that they oh, found the in ring. His That's right, the ring. That was, the ring. It was Dougie's ring, but that was inscribed from his wife. Yeah, that's true. He had the ring, and we don't his know body, his clothes yeah. are much smaller now. Yeah, too. Dougie was chubby. Yeah, a little bit, but he was like taken in away into magic. You know, Twin Peaks world. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that later. So let's keep going in here in order. So, so Lillard's wife's dead, and Cooper goes and meets some guys at a diner. Or was it Bizarro a Cooper. Bizarro Cooper. Yes, Bizarro Cooper. Good, clean-shaven Cooper is still <laughs> hiding with the one arm. They say he doesn't need anything. Yeah. But there are things he wants. Yes. Which. He's very ominous and creepy. Like, yeah, it's almost like he's not... A living creature or something. Like, he just exists to be violent. And I don't know... I couldn't really figure out, like, what his evil schemes were. Like, he, he kills people, and he's definitely scary and ominous, but, like, did he want money? And if so, like, how how was that plan working out for him? I wasn't really I think he's just that. evil. Well, he's, he's just, totally evil. He's just yeah. evil. So the next scene we see is Hawk walking around the woods with flashlights. He's looking for something, and uh, once he gets to a certain point, he actually sees the Black Lodge. He sees the curtains and the floor. He could just see it in the woods. It's like the Black Lodge is like, like, like he's like standing on the threshold. Yeah. Cooper's sitting alone in the Black Lodge, and he's asked by um, the one-armed man. Yeah, the one-armed man asks him, you know, is it the the is it the future or is this the past? Yeah, and they're all talking in that weird backwards voice thingy that they did that's yeah. really creepy. So what they actually do is they actually they read the words backwards. Yeah, and then they like And then they they play it yeah backwards. But it's so unsettling. But Cooper's audio is never No, his is regular. Yeah. Cuz he's still of the world. Yes. But all the other people are like either dead or not real. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But we see Laura Palmer though. We do. And she takes her she, she takes looks her looks pretty good. Yeah, she. Oh, yeah, she looked great. She does look great. She's fifty. You know, she yeah. looks good. But she, she took her fucking face off. She did. To yeah. Show that there was like bright lights behind it. Yeah. She also said some of the same lines that she had said in Fire Walk with Me. Yes, yeah, she did. Which to me was like super creepy when I watched it. I watched this scene by myself, like probably over a week ago, and I just I was so freaked out because I was like, oh my god, that's like the same exact thing that she said in like fire walk with me and mm-hmm. like her voice so creepy like it really weirded me out so it's not for the faint of heart some of the stuff it's you know creepy. i've seen it's the series unsettling. twice but i've only ever seen fire walk with me like once i think yeah i've seen a bunch i just remember times. more creamed corn yeah that guy the little lady from the <laughs> wedding singer like yeah and I love, I loved when that Samson guy was like, "I give me back my Garmin Bozia," <laughs> and it was like pain and suffering in parentheticals and like the wording below. I just, I was like obsessed with that movie. I don't know how many times I watched it. So, um, so Laura whispers something to Agent Cooper, 
After she smooches him. Yeah, she smooches him. She smooched him. She whispered something to him, and then she just, like... Zips away. Yeah. After she screams I know, right? It was very... It's a very, very unsettling scene. The yeah. The whole part. Yeah. Very creepy. She's like, yeah, she's screaming like she's being ripped apart. Yeah, right? and then she just gets, like, whisked away, like, you know, somebody in a Broadway show in, like, one of those harnesses. I don't know. <laughs> but it's pretty scary, and then the one-armed man comes back, and he's like, hey, buddy! No, just kidding, he doesn't before say that, Before that, before he asks him if it's the past oh, yeah, or the yeah, future, yeah, yeah. there's that white horse. Yeah, just, like, a random white horse. I feel like I should have looked it up. I feel like that's some something to do yeah, with something I, like I've I've I don't remember at all. Yeah. I just don't remember, and I I meant to Google it before we did this, and I forgot. Wasn't it something that Laura saw when, like, she was trying not to think about Bob or something? Ooh, maybe. I feel like it was something that she would, like, focus on to, like, not think about Bob and what her father was doing. Hmm. Maybe. Uh, then there's, like, the arm has evolved. The yeah. one arms man's arm has evolved into this tree that looks like it has a potato on the top of it. Or like a piece of chewed chewing gum. But I think it's supposed to be like a brain or something. That is supposed to be a brain, yeah. I am the arm and I sound like this. Yeah. That they said that a lot on the old Twin Peaks too. But they said that in the beginning of the ep- of the beginning of the of the episode too. You know, so like when you hear this sound it's time to leave and it's that same sound. Weird it's the same sounds. noise. Yeah. Then it's like, you know, do you remember your doppelganger? He must come in before you go out. Yeah, so I think there's, like, this whole Harry Pottery thing going on here. Like, you know, one can only live, you know, if the other does not. Right. Situation. Right. Because there's two Coopers, but only one can be in the real world and survive. So, an evil Cooper knows that his his days are, are, are limited here on Earth. He's got a plan because he's... Evil. Yeah, plan to do. I'm not. I still don't exactly know what. Except maybe he was gonna steal like all the self tanner. <laughs> because when he, he had was a lot sweaty, of it kept like melting off him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's putting his richer Mercedes car in like storage, and he takes um, he takes Jack's Lincoln like town car. No, no McConaughey involved, and he uh, yeah. he like played with Jack's face for a while. Yeah, he was doing this like real weird thing where he kept like. Like, you like do this, the babies like this, if like you're this. a jerk. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> squish their face. <laughs> but you were around a baby all week. How many times did you do it? I don't do that. I didn't do that. I kissed his little cheekers. I never did that with my kid. John. Ever. I know, it's so mean when people do that to kids' faces. But people, I swear people did that to my face when I was a kid. They'd be like, ooh, look, you're so cute. <laughs> you're and doing like, it to me right now. <laughs> but then, but it was like a grown man, and he just, like, keeps doing it. It was, like, so freaking weird. <laughs> Sometimes stuff on the show is like so. I wonder how long, like, how much, like, what the hell is going on? What's the B roll on that? Like, do they have like an hour of like Cooper I just playing? Feel like, but I don't know because it's like it's so weird. Like, you don't. I don't know if on the set, like, if if he's like super serial about everything and like, yes, I know I said serial that I did that for on purpose. Okay, that was trying to be funny. I was going like, to judge you. Does he serial? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> guys. Does he like? Does he make everybody be really, really serious on the set, or is he realizing that some of the stuff is like bizarre and goofy, and he laughs? I don't know because, like, even his own character, the guy that talks really, really loud from the FBI, is like funny. But I just, I don't know. Gordon Cole was like my favorite character in the in the '90s series. It's so funny how he talks so loud all the time. But anyway. Anyway, well, he's deaf. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, he just like sits there like massaging this guy's face <laughs> for a lot of time. So then, evil Agent Cooper goes to um, Daria's hotel room, and she's all there in her like fancy little lingerie. Outfit, yeah, just talking on the phone. Like I ain't sitting on no hot like hotel yeah, crummy it's a really motel nasty hotel. Yeah, like sitting in there, like. There's like chips all over the floor, and like. Well, or was that the other room? Yeah, that yeah was no, that's the other room. Yeah, yeah. What's that lady's name from the Hateful Eight? Well, we'll get to her in a second. Yeah. So um, he takes Daria's gun and he like snuggles with her, and he's like, "Oh, I killed Jack." Well, Jack was the guy whose face he was just playing with. Yeah, so I guess that was like his prelude to Nauticus. Yeah, gonna I guess probably shoot him with a weird gun he had. Then he plays a conversation between her and that Ray guy. Where they're talking about how she's supposed to kill him. Well, he's an evil dude. He's evil. It's not like you really want to be friends with evil Agent Cooper. I don't. I didn't want him anywhere near me. No. Those evil black eyes. Creepy. Not you. Yeah. Like the pits of hell. Right? So, uh, yeah. Well, Daria's no more. She, uh... Yeah, he, uh... You know, she met an untimely demise. Yeah. Demise. You're funny. You're (laughs) funny with the word tonight. (laughs) But... Yeah, still that gunshot would have been really loud, even with a pillow. Yeah. Right? But it was such a sketchy motel. Like, yeah. it's the kind of place that people wouldn't even notice. Because then he leaves that I room. fire a gun while I bang a hooker. I'm sorry, what, yeah, pretty what are we much. doing here? Uh, he goes to the next room over. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, no, no. He calls someone. Oh, yeah, he calls someone, and he thinks it's somebody else, and he's trying to tell them something, but then the person that he talks to, I don't know who it actually was, but they tell him, hey, you're going back in, um, and something about, you know, you're going to be with Bob again. So right. it's like, he's going to be called back, because really, Jim Cooper's supposed to be freed. Exactly. But he's not excited about that prospect. Mm-mm. And then he, he pulls up um, uh, some stuff on a, on a laptop. And he's like he's like hacked into like FBI databases. And yeah, but it's like, up like the worst computer graphics ever. It was pretty funny. It was like Google Maps. <laughs> Not even. It was so chintzy. So it's something about Yankton Prison. <laughs> this this word Yankton really makes Kristen giggle. <laughs> Yanking it. Pretty much. Um. So in this like in like South Eastern South Dakota, there's a prison called Yankton. So you know we see. Just gonna keep saying Yankton. I know. I want to make you giggle. <laughs> So, at the time, we weren't sure what that all, all that noise is about, but, you know, we now know later on what he was doing in there. Um, so, if we flash back to the Black Lodge now, Cooper's on his way out, and he finds Leland Palmer, Ray Weiss. Ah, Leland! That guy is always awesome when he shows up on yeah, stuff. Yeah, but he always my favorite thing, me, um, too. My favorite thing was Reaper. You ever watch Reaper? Mm-mm. Reaper, uh, he played the devil, and so... Oh, yeah. The devil was, uh, uh, I can't remember the people's name on there. They're, they're guys that have been in, like, other stuff, and they've, they've been great in everything that they've ever done, but, um, so the, every week there was, like, a new demon they had to go back and get back to hell for, oh, for yeah. him. Because he was, like, the, like, uh, his parents sold his soul when they were kids. Oh, that's were, nice. Like, really jerks. Yeah, so he had to, like, every week they had to go figure out how to, like, to trap a different demon. It was a great show. It was, That's fun. I don't know. I think it was like the CW or something like that. It lasted like two seasons. It was great. And then all of a sudden it just vanished. But that anyway, was, that Leland was, is, is awesome and gives me the creeps whenever I see him. Yeah, so Leland's talking backwards. Uh, Being all he's, weird. He's telling him... Uh, that he's got to go. And you know, then... He's got to get out of there. And then there's like the, the Bizarro arm tree. 
that's yeah, it's like, like chasing him. Yeah, it's like the it's like the arm, but it's like the evil arm because its face is yellow instead of bubblegum pink. Right, exactly. And he's like, oh, ah, yeah. you know. Like, and it like opened up a opened up a rift in the floor and, and sent Cooper yeah, through and that. And he said, "You are non-existent or yes, something." Or, yes, he said that. You know. So then, yeah, and then Cooper, like, falls through the floor. Now, this is where I think the end of part one is, and now we're on to part two. Yeah. But we're not sure, because when I watched it last week, I watched part one and part two as one file, and then we watched part one and part two tonight as the same thing, so... Yeah, Showtime just kept putting them on for us. Yeah, part, yeah Showtime fun. did all four for us without us touching a button. Yeah, That was uh, kind of awesome. So, um... Cooper's fallen and fallen and fallen, and then he um, he ends up in the uh, the box. Yeah, but he's in the box when the couple is outside talking to each other about whether or not he's going to let her come so in. So are you in the past she... or the future? Yeah. He went a little bit backwards in time a little bit he because... Did. And then it was definitely before, they, and so they didn't see him. No, they he only was saw the evil thing he that we feel like followed him out. Which I, I wonder if it is the the Bizarro arm. Maybe, but it looked different. But like what if it was different when it came out, though? Maybe than what it was in there. Possibly, it could have been anything. And there's so much creepy stuff in the Black Lodge that yeah, there's so many things sneaked out. It wasn't Bob, though. Like it's definitely no. something that doesn't really have a face. Mm-hmm. It looked like it had a mouth, but not like a face, which was really, you know, disturbing. And then we saw Mrs. Palmer. Oh, yeah. Drinking. S- drinking Bloody Marys. Yeah, she was like hitting those Bloody Marys hard. Smoking, and watching, smoking cigarettes. Watching a nature show where like lions are tearing apart. Like, that wasn't was even that, a voiceover. Like, she was like getting off and watching like animals just like ripping something apart. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jeff really enjoyed, she had mirrors behind her. So when they were showing like oh no hey this is the end of part two I'm not I was wrong about the whole thing this this is the end of part two sorry about that you could see you could see like the animal being torn apart behind her yeah you know as well as when they turned it to face the screen so it was really kind of creepy but it seems like her life is not going well so (laughs) sorry about that Mrs Palmer well yeah she only had like eight hundred cigarettes you know but stuffed into that uh, little ashtray in front of herself and you know she just she had all of her little uh. Bloody Mary fixings right there right in front there. of her. Yeah. She wasn't even going to walk back to the kitchen, you know. So, um, we end the episode at the Bang Bang Bar where we see James yes. hanging out. Still they looking said, pretty good. A they said he got younger. into an accident. He's been very quiet. We see mm-hmm. Shelly hanging out with some girls. Yeah. Uh, the bartender, he's the guy who was like the drug dealer, but he died. Yeah, so he died. They, but he had like another brother. So maybe yeah, there's even, just... I think he had like two brothers. I think this right, is like right, right, right. Another right. brother. Yeah. Right. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. So it was like a very awesome like homage to like the 90s, yeah. That was my favorite part. I want to see more of that stuff. All right. So parts three and four Less now. Of evil Cooper because he gives me the creeps. Can you believe we've been talking for an, half an hour already? Mm. I know. Okay. Well. Should, so there's a lot of stuff we can like speed through here though because. The episode, you know, there's not a whole lot of dialogue for a long time in this episode. We see Cooper falling into this, like, almost like, uh, looking at this, like, purple ocean. Yeah. This creepy purple ocean. He goes and opens up this window, and there's a woman inside that has no eyes. Yeah, she was scary. And she was, like, barking like a dog almost. And there's number 15 on the wall. And there's been a lot of numbers, like 430, yeah. 315. There's a lot of numbers that have, have been um, floating around in these couple episodes here. Right. You can figure, we figured out what some of them are. Not all of them. There's number 15 inscribed on some sort of panel in her room. Right. 
But she takes him out through the door, and they're in freaking space! Yeah. Space! Like, out in the middle of space. Coops in space! So the the eyeless lady, she turns on the power, and... Then she just, like, floats away, like George Clooney in that movie. (laughs) Never to be seen again, you know? So, um, the face of uh, Major Briggs from the 90s, um... Series comes back and he's saying, flows by and says, Blue Rose. Yeah, we, we're waiting for some Blue Rose reference. So Yeah, he passed away in nine years. So we have a Blue Rose reference in one of our stories in volume mm-hmm. three. Yeah. Yes. When, uh, yeah, it's, it's my homage to um, Stephen King's. I'm going to forget. I can see the cover of the movie and I can't remember the name of it. Evil Things. No, um, it's the one where Old Lady Semple uh, can see into the future, and she gives people oh, warnings. Shining. No, um, it's the one where they, they made a movie with Christopher Walken, and with she touch she can touch people, and then she has dream- no she has dreams about people, and then she sees like their future. But it's always like stupid and effectual things, because. I was riffing off of the Saturday Night Live sketch that made fun of the movie that had Christopher Walken in it. Um, and in the Saturday Night Live one, he could see like what ha- what was going to happen to people in the future, but only like really goofy things, like, you're going to get a paper cut! So I had old Lee Semple, like, you know, imagine things like that. But she tells Les at the beginning of the story that he's going to impregnate a woman um, with a blue rose tattoo. And he is... Really not shocked by that revelation. So, anyway. But yeah, that was my little reference to Twin Peaks when I was actually making the Dead, the Dead Zone. Zone. Yes, Dead Zone. That's what I was looking for. Exactly. So, that was interesting. Now, that character who played Major Briggs, he passed away nine years ago. Mm. So, that was that was interesting. So, when he goes back down into a room now, Coop goes back into a room, goes down the ladder, he's in a different room. With a different woman, we think. Could be the same woman, but just yeah. without her eyes covered up. We're not sure about that. When her clock, her watch says 2.53, she tells him, when you get there, you will already be there. Right. So I think this is another allusion to, like, when you get back to reality, like, there are your doppelgangers already there, and mm-hmm. only one of you guys can live. Right. But then she says, her mother is coming, so he better go. And I was, that was uh, kind of weird, because I'm like, weird. who's your mom? Like, why, why, are we supposed to know who that is? Like, So the panel's zapping him, zapping yeah. him, zapping him, zapping him, and finally he goes through and he leaves his shoes behind. Yeah, it's really funny, like, his body kind of, like, dematerializes and he, like, goes through, but then his, like, little shoesies are stuck, and then they, like, just, plonk! <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so that that was definitely interesting. So the Bizarro Coop is, like, driving, and he's sweating off that spray tan. Yeah, he is. He looks like a hot mess. And he knows that, you know, something bad's gonna happen to him real soon. Yeah, he crashes his Lincoln yeah, when he's he going sees, from side to side. Well, yeah, because he sees, like, doesn't he see, or does he see that after? He sees, like, the curtain, right? Yeah, he sees the and curtain. And he doesn't want to go there, so he's, like, trying to cover After he already crashes, up. yeah, he sees yeah. the curtain. Okay. The Black Lodge's curtain. And he, he's, like, trying to prevent himself from, like, yakking. Yeah. And, um, you know, but eventually he's yakking all over the place. Um, Dougie. Right. This is when they introduce Dougie. Dougie is another Cooper. He's yeah. hanging out with an escort. But he's, like, a chubby Cooper that wears horrible clothes. Yeah. So, um, he paid the escort $1,000. 
For we some kinda, taily. Yeah, for some taily. Yeah. He went through there. He went through 10, 10 and She 100s. says, you know, you know, how's your arm? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of numb, right? Uh-huh. So he's not feeling very well. And she goes to take a shower. And he, like, gets up. And then he's, like, you know, touching his stomach. Like, he's not feeling good. He tries to crawl into the bathroom, but she has the door locked. Right. And then he, like, falls to his knees and yaks all over the floor. And just... Vanishes. Yes. So that was crazy. So he vanishes. And our... Uh, our coop comes out of the power outlet. Yes. And there he, and, and, he's, and laying he's laying on the floor. there on the floor where Dougie had been. With no shoes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the socks are on, but there's a hole in one. There's a hole in one of the yes. socks. Yes, this is true. This is true. So uh, Evil Coop, uh, you know, he's yakking... And Dougie is in the Black Lodge. And Dougie learns that he was created to take Evil Cooper's place. And Dougie deflates and he leaves some pebble. Little gold behind. pebble. Little gold pebble yeah. behind. But the one armed man sees this happening. And he's like, you know, knows that there's like a trick that happened. And so Coop is trying to like, Evil Coop is trying to stay on the other side. So he sent back another doppelganger to take his place. But, you know, it's not going to work for long. No, 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 no. So, Koopa's now in Dougie's place, but he isn't speaking. He's just kind of, like, wandering around, and people are trying to kill Dougie. Yeah. Dougie seemed like he has some issues. Yeah. I don't know what he did, other than banging... Wear horrible clothes. Horrible clothes and prostitutes. Man. Over... Man, that's a lot of money. I mean, um, his clothes were, like, even worse than the detective from, uh, Dexter. Nah. He always had those horrible clothes. You hated her clothes? I did. So, the cops won't go near Evil Cooper's car because... It stinks. He's for yeah, what like, he's like yakking. Some, kind of, some kind of poison. It's like they couldn't be around it, which isn't the same with Dougie's, because the the his call girl is able to be in the same presence as it. But like it's she evil definitely poop. like like was like made a, a face. She made but, a face, but yeah. I mean it was yak. So yeah. who wouldn't? But there's something about evil Coop because they say later like you can't even really be around him for yes, that long. Like exactly. he's got like a noxious odor. Right. Exactly. He's not of that world. So, Hawk, Andy, and Lucy are scouring Cooper's old files. And Lucy points out that Hawk is Indian. Like, it's such a classic Lucy, Andy kind of like thing. That was great. And I love the sign they put on the door. And it was was a donut and it said disturb. It's like, donut donut disturb. Pretty cute. And they had a box of coffee and a box of donuts. Mm -hmm. And we flashed to Dr. Jacoby spray painting some gold shovels. Shovels, spray painting shovels gold. Yeah, he has, like, a whole process. I think it went on a little bit too long, but it was like, okay, That cool. was so Lynch, though, that just, like, had that whole, like... It was such, like, um, an eraserhead kind of moment where you just show a long process to do something very simple. Yeah, you yeah. Know, that, that's how right. I that's how I really I really took it. Um, So, the the prostitute dropped Cooper off at a casino. With five bucks. With five dollars. And he gets changed to go make a call, and he sees a little icon over top of one of the machines. Yeah, it almost looks like like the 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 um like a fez. I thought at first. Then yeah, I thought it was like, like a snow cone. But it, but it's like the floor and like the bottom of the um curtains, like the oh, red yeah. curtains. Yeah, exactly. And it's like the zigzag floor. Yes. But the way that it's shaped it looks like a skirt, but it's not. It's like just part of the curtains and it tells him to go to certain slot machines. Yeah. And when he puts money in and he pulls a lever like just the, the, the big out. the big ass jackpot. But he just keeps doing it. And he's very he's like a child almost or something. Like he doesn't understand 
how to interact with people, and he's not, he doesn't sound at all like himself. He can't hold conversations. He just repeats what people say, said to him. He doesn't know who he is. Like, he's very confused. I mean, I guess because he was in the lodge for 25 years, so, so his brain's just, probably pretty jacked up. Yeah, but. we we see him get two jackpots, and we see this one lady kind of get, like, mad at him. Yeah, well, for, like, she was pretty a angry at the world. Yeah. <laughs> so the next thing we see is we're in Philly. Yeah! Woo! Yeah, Philly! Represent. Uh, David Lynch is back as Gordon Cole. Yeah, he's pretty funny. And uh, Miguel Ferrer... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, as Albert Rosenthal, he's you know we know he passed away last year. Poor guy. Um, and they're yeah. they're investigating the murders with the uh, the missing brains from the the box yeah, in the NYC. Yeah, pretty uh, brutal, gross. Uh huh. And um, their faces were all caved in, and their brains were gone. And uh, they learn about about Cooper in South Dakota. Right. So they they you know they haven't heard from him for years. Right. So they decide to take off and go, and and go see him. So it was, it was kind of cool to like see those two guys like back in action. David Lynch, yeah, I love funny. Gordon Cole. He's like one of my favorite yeah, uh, characters from uh, from the original series. Mm-hmm. There's there's so many cool characters though. But um, uh, yeah, but so, Albert Rosenfeld is not excited to go <laughs> on this trip. He no, he does not like small yeah, towns crabby. and and things and and you know. I really wish he was more Philly, though. I wish he was more, like, like tough. Instead of just hating suburbs, he just... <laughs> so Cooper's winning more jackpots, you know, or Dougie Cooper. We'll call, should we call him Dougie yeah, Cooper? Yeah, Dougie Cooper. Dougie Cooper's winning more jackpots. Well, he is actually Agent Cooper, though. He is Agent Cooper, but he's not himself. No, he's, but he's not he's Dougie, so, either. No, he's, like, confused, and everybody thinks he's Dougie. So people are calling him Mr. Jackpots, because he keeps getting jackpots. Yeah. Here. And he runs into <laughs> Ethan Supley, which, talk about aging well. Yeah. You know, Ethan Supley looked great. Um, they tell him where he lives. Right. They seem so to know who he is. Because they think he's Dougie, so they tell yeah. him, you know, your name is Dougie. So then he knows that his everybody thinks his name is Dougie. Well, the prostitute told remember. him, too. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't, like, Dougie remember Jones. himself. So, yeah. Dougie like, Jones. He's, just, uh, yeah. he's like, I, Dougie Jones. Like, even the way he talks is like... So they tell him, you know, he lives on this court and that he has a red door. But that's all he knows. Right, exactly. So he just is able to repeat that. But so the casino owner is getting pissed because of because uh, what, what's going on. Yeah, and he's just keeps it's Brett Gelman who's he's he's been in a lot of cool stuff. You know, he, I was thinking from the other guys. Yeah, the show Married. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, he he's, was, he's great. Ma- he's mar- the guy that was married to Christina, which we we yeah we based a character off name. of that name. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so he's getting mad and he sends Cooper home in a limo. But Cooper has trouble telling the limo driver where he where to go because he doesn't know anything. It's like his brain just doesn't. And he definitely just doesn't know this life because this wasn't him at all. No, it wasn't. This had nothing like, to do with know, him. But he doesn't remember. Because we can who see. He was. Yeah, but we totally see Cooper remembering more about being an agent. Right, like when you hear certain words that he like latches onto them. But he doesn't know who he is. It's not like he's like, oh, wait, no, I'm Agent Cooper and I have to get home. Like, he's just like a blank slate yeah. pretty much. Well, then we meet Naomi Watts, who's his wife, and whoa. It's kind of fun to see her again. She is know? a hot mess of just crabbing at him. But I guess he's been missing for a couple days. Yeah. Which is weird, because it seemed like he was right around the corner. Well, yeah, and I thought he just had gone with that ha, hooker for, maybe, like, the night. Maybe and then... he spent more than it. Maybe that's why it was $1,000. Maybe he was... Yeah, maybe. Maybe he was gone with her for a while. But 
Yeah, but or was he in the casino for longer than we could sort of understand? I don't oh, know. I don't think so. I think they would have kicked his ass out. I would have thought you so, know? too. But, but I don't know. But anyway, she's mad because he missed their son's birthday party. Yeah. And their son is called Sonny Jim, which is so weird and funny. I don't know. Like, she just keeps calling him Sonny Jim. Like, never just Jim. <laughs> but she says, you know, like, did you go to the casino? Right. And she's like, you didn't win this money at the casino, did you? So, like, w- there's something there. Yeah, Which well, is maybe why people were after him anyway. Dougie must have had some serious issues. Yeah. He was, yeah, Dougie, I think, was getting into a, a, a lot, a lot of trouble. Um, and then and then we, we see Gordon Cole and uh, Denise, who... Denise is played by David Duchovny in drag. Yeah, but he doesn't change his voice. No. He still sounds just like a dude. But it kind of like there was, was some stuff funny. where he was talking about how hard it was to be a woman in a yeah, man's job. Yeah, he was job. talking like, about being a woman. That was that yeah. was neat, you know. Like it was interesting. It was kind of fun. Random as yeah. Twin Peaks goes, another another awesomely random Twin Peaks moment. Yep. Back in Twin Peaks, uh, Robert Forster shows up as the as Sheriff Truman, but it's not Harry Truman. His name's Frank Truman. It says Frank's uh, Harry's brother. Mm-hmm. So we still don't know. Now, when when it was revealed that they were going to make more Twin Peaks episodes, the guy who played Harry, his name's escaping me at the moment, like he was there in the sheriff jacket. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll see him. Um, there's going to be 18 episodes where we're reviewing five, so we're you know yeah. a little over a uh, quarter of the way through. So... That was cool. And then we get to see Bobby again. So, Bobby's part of the sheriff's department. Yeah, he's got his hair's all gray. Um, you know, and he walks in and he sees like this picture up of Laura Palmer and her. And we heard Laura, Laura's theme music. Yeah. yeah. And it gets very loud, and then Bobby just breaks down and is crying. As he always did when he saw Laura Palmer. So, you know, but it was kind of fun, little nostalgic moment, seeing Bobby spaz out when he sees Laura. So, and as emotional heartbreaking as that scene was, then we meet Wally Brando. Yes, Wally. This was amazing. <laughs> Michael Sarah, his character is apparently born on the same day as Marlon Brando, and he's trying to act like Marlon Brando, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Or like a beatnik or something. Like a beatnik like, or something. Yeah. So he's home to tell us... Child, his parents said they could turn his childhood uh, bedroom into a study. Yeah, like he came all the way home for that. The and road also, is my dharma. Yeah, yeah, he, and uh, also to say, you know, that he was worried about Harry f- for being sick because that's his godfather. godfather. Yeah, exactly. But it's just such a funny, like, weird, bizarre scene because he's acting like super dramatic and ominous, but he doesn't really say anything. That's like. It went on really forever. Important. Yeah, it's like just super awkward and like the sheriff's standing there and he's like, okay, well, pretty cool to see you, buddy. Like I'm some awkward silence. See you later. <laughs> but it was pretty funny. It's so, really funny. It's just like super awkward. and. Wally Brando is the child of Lucy and Andy, so you knew those two weren't going to have a normal kid anyway. Yeah, right. But they said that he never met Agent Cooper. Right. So... Well, he probably would probably would have been a little kid, so maybe he had no reason to like you know be at the sheriff's office at that point. But so uh, Coop then see he sees the one armed man. Oh, so Coop is he's waking up in the in Dougie's house. Yeah, he's got Dougie's clothes in front of him. Horrible, and he's clothes. looking around the room and he sees Philip Gerard, who's the one armed man. He can see him like where the, where the chair is, and he tells him that he's been tricked. And that one of them must die. Right. 
So, Dougie wears some awful clothes. This lime green blazer. Yeah, it's hideous. He doesn't know how to eat or drink or, like, dress himself. He doesn't know how to do anything. He doesn't even... Yeah, he doesn't even know how to go to the can. Yeah, like, exactly. has to show him how to use the can, which is, like, so weird. Like, I just don't understand why nobody has taken him to a hospital. Right, point, yeah. Because he's acting so There's a lot weird. of that in episode five notes. <laughs> so, Cooper spits out coffee the first time yeah, he has it. No. No, come on! Uh, Evil Cooper is still throwing a poison at this point, and uh, uh, I love how Albert's making jokes about the country folks in South Dakota, just like he used to in the in the '90s series. So, the three of them, you know, um, they interview Evil Cooper, and you know, he's telling Gordon that he misses him, but it's all a lie. He's evil. That he's been working undercover. Yeah, they, they found all this stuff in his car, like cocaine and machine gun. And um, he said he's been working undercover with Philip Jeffries, who was David Bowie's character, who was nuts. Yeah. Remember, he just like vanished. Oh, like yeah, he, he like, just, walked like, in. They're like, where did that like, guy come from? He like maniacally laughed and he just vanished. Yeah. So that's very spooky and odd. And uh, the episode ends with um, Albert and Gordon Cole. They're sort of talking, and they they're know. like, hey, listen, this is, this is not our That's friend. Not Cooper. No. Like, something weird's going on. And neither one of them knows what's going on, but they say, you know, this is totally Blue Roses, so, you know. Yeah, exactly. So that brings us to tonight's episode. Right. So we start off with a, I don't know her name, but Chloe from 24. Nah! <laughs> She's texting Jack Bauer. <laughs> but she's pissed that um, she's pissed that Dougie's still alive. Yeah, she's she had a like BlackBerry. She had a BlackBerry like, and she texted technology. something, and it was like yeah. it was that little like that what we saw at the end of the episode shrink and shrivel away. Yeah. That's what she was texting. Right. So that yeah. was really weird. Right. So how's she tied box. into all this? So yeah. So you know we'll see her again. Yeah. Like you know because she's such a face that so she wouldn't be in there for just like one scene. Right. Um. And then we learned that Dougie's ring was in the the body of the the headless body. So yeah, and it has an inscription in it to Dougie, like from his wife. So, yeah. so they know, like, okay, now they know that there's some connection, but they don't know who Dougie is. Right, he's right. In a totally different place. So we see Evil Coop, and he's looking in the mirror, and there he turns right into Bob. Ah! Oh, it's so creepy. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's really, really bizarre and creepy and bob's still scares the crap out of me yeah yeah exactly and then there's like some punk ass jerk that's trying to get a job hey we really haven't been cursing we've been doing a good job of not cursing sorry everybody i cursed once and i was waiting for you to pick it up well i'm so used to like censoring myself (sighs) but anyway yeah this punk ass jerk kid is like trying to interview for a job but the guy calls him in and like pretty much like rips him a new one about how crappy his resume is and what tool he is and how he would never give him a job. The guy was dirty. It was kind of funny because I've had to do like a bunch of interviewing and read a ton of resumes this year, and I'm like, man, I'd really like to do that to some of these people every once in a while. I just like, what the hell is this? Like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, go back home and try again because this is a hot mess and nobody would want to hire you based on this crap. Then we go to another weird scene where, where Frank, he's on the phone with Harry. We don't see Harry, but we know that Frank's talking to him. So the Truman brothers, you know, communicating. So maybe we'll see Harry. I hope we'll see him. And uh, it turns out then Frank's wife comes in and, whoa, 
Yeah, she's crab sauce. She's just like freaking out about everything. I don't have all time to watch a pipe dripping from the ceiling, Frank. I just feel like she really wanted this rug, though. Yeah. And she should have just said that. Like, why didn't she just say, like, Frank, I would feel really happy if I could just have this rug. And I know we're having problems at the house that we have to take care of. But I don't want to spend money on that. I'd really like to get a rug. And then Frank could have said, like, hey, we'll budget for it next month. It could have been a totally pleasant conversation. It really tied the room together. <laughs> so Dougie's That's leaving. my relationship advice for everybody else. It's not bad. It's good. It's good. <laughs> so Dougie's uh, trying to leave the house here. And the, the wife's trying to get him out of the house. And I don't understand why she didn't take him to the hospital at this point. Well, yeah, because he's being so weird. Like, he's he put his tie around his head. He didn't know how to go pee. He didn't know how to eat pancakes. Drink coffee. He didn't know how to drink coffee. He just keeps looking at everything with, like, this childlike wonder, and he he just repeats whatever anybody says to him. Like, something is wrong with this dude. Totally. <laughs> totally something wrong with that. Uh, but we do we did learn the winnings number. The winnings total was $425,000. Yeah, so you know So the almost a half a million dollars. Not amped. No, no, they, they, they're pissed. Then a bunch of, like, bad punks pull up to, like, Dougie's car, which is still at the house that he was banging the prostitute in. Yeah, which was, like, a... You know, a house that was for up for rent. So I thought he worked in a real estate company, but he works in an insurance company. Let's let's take a moment to talk about these punks, okay? Because all the punks I know, and I've grown up pretty damn punk myself, okay? Like, I still go to shows, like... Yeah. All the punks I know are nerds. We're not roughnecks. Yeah, I don't know. We're not thugs. Maybe, maybe it was like a nod to like the 19... 19- nerds! I think maybe it was, like, a nod to, like, 1950s movies where, like, the bad kids yeah. always were listening the to, like, rockabilly the kids. music, you know? Okay. But, yeah, it harumph. was not... I say harumph! Yeah, it really should have been, like, some more shady hood-type guys that were probably listening to, I don't know, bad hair bands. I don't know. What, what are really, really bad guys listen to? I don't know. I don't hang out with them, so... So I was, I was worried at this point, though. I, I kept thinking, I'm like, you know what? I haven't seen anybody with a cell phone in the casino, in Dougie and his wife. Like, nobody has a smartphone. I was like, oh, are they in the past? Mm, yeah. But when awful. he gets to work and he gets on the elevator, there's a woman there with a smartphone. Yeah. And then they were drinking green tea lattes, which I don't think existed before. Yeah, it's a good point, too. Every time that I thought that all these events weren't happening in the same time period, something has happened to throw me off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, it, and uh, so far, I think everything is, it's, you know, 2017 Twin Peaks world as well. Um, so Coop gets to work and he's drinking coffee and he says it's a damn fine cup of joe, which is, you know, he'd always say it was a damn fine cup of coffee in, uh... Right. In, uh... Yeah, so, series. like, he's sort of remembering... Picking, picking up on things that other people say to him. Yeah, because the kid in the elevator that gives him a coffee says, like, this is a damn good cup of joe. And he says, it's a damn good cup of joe. Damn fine. So it's, yeah. like, so it's like, yeah, he's, like, got it in his head a little bit that, like, wait, I used to say this. And he loves the coffee. Yeah. Like, when he gets, he didn't like it the first time he had it at that lady's house, but then when he, or Dougie's house, but then when he gets it on the elevator, he's, like, all about it. He's yeah. He's, like, sucking it down, like, guzzling it. Right, right, exactly. And then we learn that he's in insurance. Yeah. Um, I assumed that he worked in real estate, which is why they were in, like, yeah, that other they, house. Yeah, they were going into, like, Maybe she's in the real estate. Yeah, I think she's a prostitute, but maybe she does both. Hey, you could, you could do both. 
Um, he works with Tom Sizemore, who's the top agent. And a cre- creepy jerk. Total douche, too. yeah. That guy's, like, so typecast as, like, a creepy jerk. I know, I know. And someone should really... If they know that guy well, and he's just standing around, someone should really take him to the hospital. Like, if I saw someone I knew acting like that, even if I liked them or didn't like them, I would be like, you had a stroke. Yeah, like, he didn't even know to sit down at the meeting, and the way that he was drinking the coffee, like, everything he's doing is so weird. How are they not picking up on that? Then he called that guy a liar. Just randomly? Yeah. Like, they called Tom Sizemore a liar. Which he was probably right, but yeah. he, but then he didn't know how to even explain himself why he said that. Right, right. And then then we learned that, you know, Dougie gets around the office a little bit. Yeah, I guess I guess uh, lots of the ladies are into Dougie. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, I can understand Agent Coop. He's still pretty good looking, but Dougie was, like, a little more chunky and dressed horribly. Nothing wrong so. with some chunk. Look at this. Look at my belly. Aww. Yeah, but you don't wear, like, neon green jackets with, like, horrible pleated khakis. You don't know Ugh. what I wear to work. Uh, <laughs> you work from <laughs> home. You, you wear your PJs. At summer, I wear some shorts. Oh, uh, okay, sure. All right, all right. So then we go back to the casino, and they're they're still kind of mad. Uh, Yeah, they're really mad. And look, it's Jim Belushi. Yeah, the boss yeah. man's showing up. And that other guy Start who's regulating. on, like, every sci-fi show ever. He was, like, from, like, he started on Prison Break. He was on, like, Heroes. Remember, he was, like, the circus Heroes yeah. guy. And then then he was, um, you know, he was on, um, he's on iZombie now. Well, anyway, he shows up and beats the crap out of, out of old Christina's husband. Before he can even whip out any Ar- Arnie Palmies for everybody. Arnie Palmies. And, uh, you know, he gets dragged out of there. Yep. Loses his job, and they put the second in command in charge of the casino. And he is not supposed to ever let Dougie slash Agent Cooper in again. Right, so exactly. You know that's probably going to It's totally going to happen again. Yeah. Um, so we, then we learned that a lot of people really didn't like Dougie. Uh, there was a, a car bomb attached to his car and yeah. the kid across the street we didn't talk about crack mom before yeah she did yell out um 119 randomly before she started doing more crack yeah which is weird but um she was like taking pills and drinking jack and smoking cigarettes with her weird crack slash meth lighter whatever the hell she was do. doing with it yeah so then the, the kid goes across the street to dougie's car because he sees something blinking on it and that's when the punks show up. Yeah, those bad like, punk kids. Get away from that car, and of course it's the car bomb. Yeah, but they don't, like, realize that, so they go and they try to, like, hotwire the car, and then kaboom! Two of them lose their, lose their lives. So, wow. That's, you know... Random. That's yeah, Dougie, random. Dougie was not liked. And apparently, well, his wife says when, she, when he brings the money home, too... Like, oh, this is enough money to pay them off. Yes, exactly. We don't know who them is. Not yet. But she tells him, like, when he goes to work, like, you have to call them and tell yeah. them that you will pay them off. Exactly. So we know, like, he probably has gambling debts. We know he's into hookers. Uh-huh. He probably does drugs. Uh-huh. We haven't seen evidence of that yet, but probably does. Uh-huh. And all that stuff goes Maybe. hand in hand. Um, and Yeah, so he owes money to some bad people. He's hooking up with other ladies besides the prostitutes. Um... So Dougie's life is kind of a mess. Yeah. So it'd be interesting what's going on with Crack Mom. Uh, I saw one theory that Crack Mom is actually someone else who's stuck in the Black Lodge. Oh. Um, whatever. We'll see what's going on. It has to be something more to her than just being Crack Mom. Yeah. 
All right, then we see the diner. Yeah, the diner, the double R. We saw Norma and Shelly at the diner. Um, and Amanda Seyfried shows up. And I just want to say that I am not Amanda Seyfried. No. No, but... She just, she's also from Allentown. Uh-huh. She also has large blue eyes uh-huh. and blonde hair. Uh-huh. But she does not have a goatee. No. And she is famous. Uh-huh. Yes. But I never met Amanda Seyfried, though. No. I have been told... That a friend of mine really thinks that I look like her. Or yeah, she looks if, like me. If you were, like, a chick. I was a lady. Yeah. Huh. Hey, Maybe I'll, I'll write her a letter and be like, hey, since we look alike... Can I have your autograph? I don't know. What would I do with that? <laughs> so she's Shelly's daughter, and she gets some money from Shelly. And then she gets out, and she gets in Resume Guy's car, which we nicknamed White, White Thunder! Thunder. If like you have read any of our books... Jed's car. Yeah, Jed drives a car called Black Thunder, which is a, a black Pontiac Trans Am with the eagle on the hood. Yeah. This guy had a white Pontiac Trans Am with an eagle on the hood, but the eagle was red. Yeah. Instead of the standard Trans Am gold. Right. So we were so amped to see... White Thunder! And we're totally gonna to see Resume Guy because no, he sucks. He's a douche. Yeah, he totally is. We're totally gonna write a story about White Thunder yeah. being a bizarro Black Thunder. Mm-hmm. Ooh, remember? Um, I mean, there was gonna be that idea about the story where um, it's like that Stephen King movie Trucks. Oh, yeah. Whereas yeah. it'd be like Franny just messing with Jed. Right. Maybe yeah, we can incorporate cars, White Thunder into this too. Alive. Yeah. And then they do some Coke. They do some Coke! Really? Coke? Really? Coke. Really? Like, this really? this ginger really? resume guy is just a hot mess. Who does even, coke? With his little cr- red crust ash and his like. Creepy. What's that line from uh, the night before? Like, who's done coke since the eighties? Yeah, no, nobody. Coke since nobody 80s. has. <laughs> anyway, but he's like a jerk, and you can tell he's trouble. And Amanda Seafried went in to go try to like borrow some money from her mom, and apparently she does this all the time. So I yeah. was just like, get a job, losers. She did not make $70 that day at the diner. No. no. So, like, now she's giving this bratty kid all of her money to give to her loser boyfriend who's, like, a cokehead and can't write a resume. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Dr. Jacoby, he's doing a podcast now. Oh, yeah. Or a vlogcast, like a super, live stream. Yeah, he's, like, super Yo, he was probably doing, like, like, a Facebook Live thing. It's actually what he was doing kind of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. That's probably what he was actually doing. But, yeah, he had all some creative visuals. He's talking know. about how the government's... You know, can't listen to the government. And right, everybody's out to get you. And How you need spouting, something in your life spouting that's, out a bunch that's of real. Gwyneth Paltrow goop crap about, you know, microbes and toxins and all this garbage. So what does he do? He's actually there just to sell you some golden shovels! Yeah, to shovel all the bullshit. Yeah, so that's what he was doing, making those golden shovels in his backyard. Which was amazing. Twenty nine ninety five or something like that. It was awesome. Pretty Plus shipping and handling. Oh, right, yeah, handling. from Twin Peaks, yeah. yeah. Gotta get your golden shovels, people. Start shoveling the bullshit. How awesome. The Trump administration. How <laughs> awesome was that? That was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty fun. All right. Then we go back to, we go to Arlington. Because we can't say any, you know, I hope everybody ends up in Twin Peaks by the end of this damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we see Ernie Hutchinson from Ghostbusters and Oz and a couple other things. Yeah. There was that one episode of Psych where he played Gus's dad. Oh, and then yeah. Gus's dad was re- replaced with somebody cheaper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, they're looking for Biggs, too. So maybe they know something about the Blue Rose. Yeah. So that was interesting, because it, it turns out that he's been cited like 16 times over the right. past 25 years. Right. So that was, that's pretty cool. 
Then there's some douchebag in the bar smoking under the no smoking sign. Yeah, I didn't like that guy. He was very rapey. Yeah, he totally had rapey white hat kind of tendencies. Yeah, totally. And he like gave the that evil cop guy like the cigarettes, but it had like all this money in it. So I guess he was trying to buy him off so he wouldn't get in trouble. But then this like little teeny bopper girl thought, "Ooh, he's a bad boy," and asked him for a light. And he all like sexually assaulted her and was being all nasty and evil and rapey. So, I just hope that guy ends up getting killed. Yeah, rapey dudes are so weird. Yeah, they're evil. That's why I don't leave the house. Ain't nobody got time for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, um, the, the one FBI agent girl was looking at fingerprints, and I couldn't figure out what the scene was about. She was trying to figure out, I guess, if, like, Agent Cooper's prints matched the prints that they took off of Evil Cooper. But I couldn't tell if she felt c- conclusive either way. Yeah, that was that was very interesting. Um, all right, so evil Cooper now. Well, this was one heck of a scene here to end the episode with. Pretty creepy. He gets his phone call, and they're trying to record it, and he just mashes his hand over and over again on on the phone, and it sets off every alarm in the prison. Yeah. Deafening sounds, lights are flashing, and he calls Argentina, and. Um, he just says the cow jumped over the moon. Yeah, apparently he's oh. really into, like, children's, uh... Oh, he first know. goes, who should I call him? Mr. Strawberry? I mean, like, Daryl Strawberry Yeah, my, yeah. I don't know who Mr. Strawberry even is, but, yeah. So then, yeah, he's, like, reciting children's nursery rhymes to, you know, some destination in Argentina, but then... Which is the same little kind of beeper-looking thing that yeah, we saw like Chloe call thing. in the but beginning of the episode. Like, yeah. It turns into, like, a little... It almost looked like pellet. the pebble, right? Yeah. It almost looked like, like the same pebble from pebble. from the Black Lodge. That, yeah, instead of a gold one. That Dougie that turned into. like a metal pebble. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what he was actually doing there, because Cooper is still out in the world, and so is Evil Cooper. So that's where we're at now with, with five episodes done. And all I was going to say is I have no speculation whatsoever. <laughs> It's like... Even if I did, there is no way I could even possibly, remotely suggest something that might happen. Yeah, I just feel like it's a lot of fun to watch it, it, but it's totally cuckoo bananas. And I hope it ties together in the end, but I don't really know where it's going right now. I guess... It is a miniseries, so at 18, they're done. Well, yeah, but Yeah, they're done. But, like, yeah, but, like, you know, are they going to tell you, like, you know who chopped that lady's head off for real and who chopped that guy's head off and left his body with the lady's head, like whatever that's about. And then are we going to end up, you know, some sort of dark half uh, confrontation between evil Cooper and good Cooper. And one of them gets to stay in the real world and the other one has to go back to the black lodge or disappear forever. Um, And, you know, is Bob going to come out because, you know, we've only sort of seen him in mirrors and in flashbacks, right? You haven't seen actual Bob chilling out. So I don't know if we're going to see him again. If he's going to come back in the real world. And, you know, is a, is another teenage girl going to end up dead? Is, you know, is Amanda Seyfried in danger? Is that why she's on the show? I feel she's like she's victim? a lot. I feel like she she could possibly be the next Laura Palmer. But I think they're done with the whole who done it. I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not. There's so many different ways that they could go with this, you know? But it was just kind of weird how they had that whole weird, drawn out scene of, like, her face 
yeah, so smiling. She did, like, the blow. Because that reminded me of, like, when they used to do stuff like that with Laura. Like, like they would show, like, flashbacks or whatever of her, like, smiling. And they would stay too long on her face. And it was all, like, about her. You know? That is know. true. I just don't know what to tell you guys. But I really... I'm having fun watching it, and I, I really mostly enjoyed the scenes on, like, Twin Peaks with the old characters that we love. Yeah, me and too. And I want to see more of that. Uh, definitely, definitely Unless more partial to the Cooper, old characters. Unless scares me. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think everyone's going to keep gravitating toward Twin Peaks, and more and more people are going to end up in, in Twin Peaks by the end. Yeah, and hopefully we find out who that millionaire with the boxes and what the heck his nefarious plans are. Yeah, that's a weird to one. torture college students with whatever weird things come out of his, out of his box. Whoa! <laughs> like smoke monsters that come out of the box of the red woman. <laughs> uh, check it out. It's our longest podcast ever. Alright, well, uh, that was a damn fun podcast and I've had a pretty fun time talking to you guys tonight so uh till next time remember to go to our website prisondad.com check out our free stories check out our other podcasts check out um i don't know events that we have coming up the only events we have coming up is um chessicon yeah chessicon so chessicon's probably find something to do in In timonium timonium yeah we could or we could just focus our efforts on finishing the book well yeah we gotta do that Anyway, y'all, thanks for hanging in with us. Uh, if you have any thoughts on Twin Peaks, <coughs> hit us up on our website. Um, Facebook slash us. Prison Dad. Yeah. Tweet, Twitter whatever. is at uh, Lescum. Yep. You can find all that, st- all that stuff on our website, prisondad.com. Indeed. All right. Uh, so, till next time, uh, may the force be with you.